What's up, what's up, what's up, Boom family? Yep, yep. Dr. D is uh, up and about, headed to work. Um, I wish I can go somewhere and, and eat this. But, yeah, I went and got me some um, Taco Cabana Bowl. But I'm just gonna, um, this is a little rant. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a good, well, I ain't gonna say it's a good rant. Well, I don't know. I guess you guys are determined it. But I know I'm gonna hear some flack about it because I wanna finish talking about, um, they had this pastor. Well, they got a couple of pastors that's rebutting and to me, it's like they're fussing at the members now because they they got pastors committing suicide now. Mm, that's interesting. I'm trying to figure out how is the members' fault. Okay, because I was a member before, still is a member in the body of Christ. So, how is it the members' fault because a pastor was weighed down with pressures of life? in the church and now the intercessors getting blamed the members getting blamed because they ain't covering them and now they have taken their life so it's it's the members fault man come on y'all you know what i believe all of this shaking you know god been shaking the tree for the last seven years if anybody been paying attention um i've seen the ship since 2014 even in my life that's why I made it my my business right I made it my business to slow things down to get orders from the true God of heaven and earth to find out which way what do you want me to do how you want me to do this how I'm supposed to be living this life and you know what we really don't understand how engulfed we are with this world system and that's what it is we want to try to keep up with the joneses and the spirit don't even understand that that was all a fairy tale um the spirit of god told me uh i think i was going through something and i think it was with the ministry and um when he launched me in 2009 I opened up and started having uh, intercessory prayer right in 2010 I literally opened up and started having prayer in my house and it began to grow so they had a young man um, well he was like an elder and then I had a, a sister then my sister she still was well, no, let's go. Yeah, you can say he started dealing with me after my sister passed. She passed in 2014. Um, but this was like between 2010 and 12. Boy, look at his time going by. My Lord. And um, So we was doing outreach, you know. And people was coming in and we was growing. So the young man, the elder was like, you know, 
we could go and have his hotel and have our service in a hotel so you won't have to have it in your house. And um, I saw this little storefront. We can go and do this. I said, who's going to pay for all that? Because um, you're not going to help me pay for it. I said, because as soon as you get tired, you're going to go. No, let me do this the way God telling me to do it. And when he see fit for me to do anything, he's going to do it, right? Come on, y'all, listen to me. So, after a certain while, um, that split up because I don't know if something had happened to the point where my children had, had, had moved out. So I had two extra rooms. So the young lady needed a place to stay. So she was in my daughter's old room. And the elder, he needed a place to stay. So he was in the other room, Josh's room. Man, they call themselves trying to do an ambush. This is another thing that tripped me out. And I'm just thinking about all this. Lord have mercy, Jesus. I got to stop and... Do a, a hold my head back and just think about here go another situation. Here go another situation, y'all. How come you trying to help people and they gonna try to plot against you in your own house? Lord have mercy. Wow. Yeah, y'all. Because um, it had a lot of intricate stuff going on too. And then I'm working. These Negroes didn't have no damn job. I'm leaving my house with them in my house, going work to pay the bills in the house and take care of the ministry. Oh, he got yeah, 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 yeah. This is what it was. My sister was in town too. Oh, uh, something was with the family, and we was having something. Baby, he got upset. Because I asked him to set the chairs up for the service. She got upset because one time she left out. My daughters didn't even play that crap with me. You in this house, we come in at appropriate time. If you ain't going to somebody's job, everybody need to be in the house by 12. Because if you don't, if you out the house after 12, what the old folks say, you doing something else you ain't supposed to be doing. So with her, she came in the house like two or three in the morning and um then one time i didn't say nothing i said no i did say that i said hmm better watch yourself you don't want to have no um a nine month surprise oh pastor Irvin, no it ain't like that like i supposed to have been dumb right like i don't have daughters like i haven't been out in the street right so um <laughs> So your girl, she did it again. So this time I had to check her. Because this time, not only did she not come in before 12, she didn't come in for a whole day. Right? A whole day. And um, she came in late. So you were in my house, right? Right? You're in my house. Don't have to pay no bills. I didn't help you structure your ministry. That's what I do, y'all. That's, hey, hey, I think I got a bad habit, y'all. I'm addicted, y'all. 
I'm gonna lift my hands up right now and say, say I'm a, I'm addicted to help. Lord help me, Jesus. <laughs> my name is Donnie Hell, and I'm an addict. I'm an addict to help. <laughs> I gotta laugh at myself, y'all, cause I'm just thinking about this. Just on this subject got me thinking, right? So, and it's all entwined in what I'm talking about. Yeah, so I helped her establish a ministry. She had needed some help with school, helped her with her paperwork, found out some other stuff that was going on personally with her family that was treating her bad. That's another thing. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh, it's just so much stuff. I can't even just, I can't even just stop. Lord, hammer it. I'm just tripping on all this, y'all. Oh my word. This is something. Wow. Okay. So, after that time, um, she was still there. The elder, okay, he on the phone, right? Now, remember this guy right here. He's supposed to be this uh, big a pastor at a church or something that happened where he wound up homeless, right? And uh, he was coming to a service where I was going, and then I had my little prep, mi- had my little prep ministry. Well, I ain't gonna say Lil. God bless me to stop my prayer. I'm sorry, Father. It's because when we do things, it's little in our eyes, but it's big to God. So I repent uh, for saying those words like that. Um, and so I drove that's when I had my car so I drove around and I saw the brother at the bus stop right and I was like so and so why is you and I used to see him that but this time show you how good God is to us and for us and we don't appreciate see that's what I'm talking about this is the one thing I'm talking about God sees us in certain situations and but we don't appreciate the things the the people the relief that he sent to us we get cocky and arrogant and boastful and yada yada and a b c d f g and then you know that's how it happens to you but anyway so i was going somewhere i would think i was coming from another sister house Cause I used to do a lot with my car, y'all. Ooh, I thank God really allowing this to happen for two reasons. Show me who really is my friends or my sisters in the faith or brothers in the faith. And number two, to slow my butt down, you know, because I used to do a lot of stuff. I used to run for people, man, pick them up, drop them off, go to the store, you know, then you ride, da-da-da. And this is between me working two jobs, y'all. Yeah, Dr. D, man, I'm telling y'all. That's why I don't worry about what nobody say about me. And it don't matter because I know nobody can't feel these shoes. Not the things I do and what I give up. I don't never worry about it. I laugh. I don't, when people be hating and try to say things about me, I just look at them and laugh. You don't know me. I know you won't be able to walk in these shoes. I know nobody can't be me. You see what I'm saying? So, um, back to my first little part. Yeah, so I asked him. One Sunday, cause I was running late, and um, 
I had a town home. The service was downstairs. So I was running late and um I I texted him, I said, um Pastor So and so, can you set up the chairs for me and I'll be down. So I guess he did it. But he had an attitude. I didn't even know he had an attitude until I heard him on the phone like a week later. He was talking to his brother right now. At first, I thought you told me you didn't have no family, right? So now you're lying. But I'm hearing you talking to somebody on the phone. I mean, drag it for me, y'all. Now, this dude in my house, all right, I gave him a room where you ain't got to pay no doggone bills, all right? Even was trying to help him, um, trying to help him get his place, wrote out the, the check. For the uh, apartment application fee, they kind of find out when he went to go some kind of way he was getting his military check. Something happened where he didn't get his money or whatever. I don't know. Maybe he just tried to pull that on me, but God stopped that. But I, I was like, why? We ain't got no money like that. You know, church ain't got no money like that. I'm talking redeemed by the blood ministries. I help the people. You know, when, when I took up offerings and people paid tithes, that went in the church bank. And they had a young lady that came. She was there maybe like two, three weeks. And um, and the Lord showed it to me. She had to ask for anything. See, that's how the church was supposed to operate. This is how I was trained. And I asked, I said, young lady, come here, I need to talk to you. And come to find out she was short on her light bill. And the ministry gave her $75. That's how much she said she needed. $75.82. I said, you show, because that's what I'm going to give you. Do you need anything else? No, ma'am, I really, I'm serious. That's what I need. And so, at that time, they took checks, wrote out the check, gave it to her, boom, shakalaka. Smacked the devil in his face. You see what I'm saying? Now, back to what I'm saying about him. Yeah, I don't know what he called himself doing, but the Lord blocked that. But he was on the phone running it, y'all. I mean, he was saying, yeah, I don't know who she thinks she is. You know, I ain't no slave to put up no chairs. Now, this dude in my house, the church, the, uh, the service was downstairs. I just asked you to set up the chairs in the house you've been in for about three, four months. Free rent, free water, free food. Y'all, come on now. See what Dr. D used to have to go through with people? So, man, that little rage got in me. I, I kicked the door. I sure did. I kicked that door open. I didn't open it. I kicked that door open. Because I was listening to the conversation. I said, hold up. And I snatched the phone out of his hand. I said, greetings to whoever's on the other end of this phone. But let me tell you something right now. First of all, I thought I heard he said brother. So if this is his brother, then he just lied to me. Because he told me he ain't had no family. He ain't had no help. And the truth be told... I found his behind sleeping on the bus bench, midtown, yada, yada, yada. And I've been a blessing to him. But, oh, since I'm uh, 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 somebody, he kept saying, yeah, she ain't nothing from, she from Louisiana, from the dirty south. How, how she going to expect me to sit up chairs? I mean, take some. Yeah, he said, I ain't taking no orders from no woman from the dirty south. Yeah, y'all, this dude was like, whoa, see, when, when they piss me off, I call them dudes. You know, I got to find out what dudes mean, because 
I feel like you don't respect a woman, especially if somebody has been blessed to you or whatever. I call you a dude. I don't want to call you the other thing. I mean, I can. I don't really want to call you a dog, but I think that's kind of better than, you know, so I say dude. Yeah, y'all. I'm just thinking about this. It's still going to what I'm about to tell y'all. Yeah, honey, I went on. I, I mean, I just let it rip. And I said, yeah. So I hope you got a place for him. And I think it was like maybe 1 o'clock in the morning. I said, because right now he about to get out of my house. Goodbye. And I hung the phone up on him. I said, now, pack up all your stuff. I need you out of my house now. Wait, 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 Pastor Earl, wait, it wasn't like that, it wasn't like that at all. Uh, you serious? I gotta leave now? Leave now? I'm giving you 15 minutes to grab all your da 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 and get out my house. If not, I'm calling the police and file charges against you. Oh, hold up, hold up, it ain't gotta be all that. It ain't gotta be all that. I'll go, I'll go. Yeah, yeah, let's go, right now. Let's go. And I'm being nice. So the other young lady, right, she in the room, right? So I already, like, been gave her a warning, right, because she's been coming in late, right? So after all that commotion happened, about two days later, you know, she'll leave, come back, leave, come back. But she, she home now. She home about 10 o'clock, make sure uh, for service. Look, I ain't had to say anything. She set the chairs up, right? <laughs> but let me tell you about what happened with her. The Lord already had showed it to me. She was dealing with a lot of demons. Lord have mercy. Jesus, I had to pray. And so we finally got some stuff straight with her. Why this particular day, I had went to the store or something. I came back. And I seen this image in a, in my, in a, in my cone, in a cone of my... Um, my townhome down uh, downstairs. So I passed, I passed, and I looked up. I said, "Huh? You trying to make a nest in here?" I command every foul spirit, especially any demon that's coming in with so and so. I call the girl name, and you ancient spirit, I command you to get out my home right now in the name of Jesus. This home is saturated with the blood. You have no authority in here. I don't know why you're in here. And you think you have rights because you came in with her. This is my domain. This is my house. And I command you to get out. I open up them doors in my house. I put on my praise music, y'all. I got my anointed earl. I start anointing every area, the door and everything, right? So, I was waiting for her. Because wherever she was going, she was picking them spirits back up. We, you know, people don't understand. You can't be playing when you get delivered. Those demons get cast out. But if you don't not only stay away, but stay filled with the power of God, not only are they going to come back, they're going to bring seven more. And every time you go play around with what God did deliver you from, them suckers bringing seven more. So you got seven times, seven times, seven times. That's why they said when that dude had all them demons in him, People be like, uh, yeah, because you got seven times seven forty-nine, seven times that forty-nine, all right, then seven times the, the amount of the forty-nine. Y'all get where I'm going? All right. So, 
So you have all these demons all around you, and you lollygag, and you thinking you got it going on. No, you don't. You about to set yourself up for some great, great repercussion. Because the word of God tells us, as a matter of fact, it warns us that once we have tasted the goodness of the Lord and go back, we know fit for the kingdom. All right? Not so much you're not going to enter into heavenly realm, but you're not fit for the assignment that God called you to do in the earth. So that calls you have to read, like really restarting all over again when you're going out here playing around with the devil. So, I was waiting for, I was sitting at the table waiting for her to come in. I had my Bible I was reading. And ooh, ooh, God was really moving on me then, man. I was seeing things. Not seeing things like crazy, but God was, I was seeing in the, in the spirit world. Like now, he's getting me back to that again. And, um... So I heard her come in and had a key, y'all. Came in. She was about to go. I said, I, 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 come, come here. Sweetheart, come here. I called her name. Come here. I need, come here. Ma'am, come here. Have a seat. You know, and I went through the whole scenario, you know. You know, you know we met. Yada, yada. Try to be a blessing to you. You know, yada, yada. Um, I know you've seen what happened two weeks ago with what you call them. But, um. I had to pray a demon out of here. So I don't know where you're going, yada, yada. But um, I need you to make a phone call because I need you to pack your stuff and I need you to leave my house. Lord, y'all, that girl face, that girl face turned like a baby. But that was the spirit. Turned like a baby and started whining and apologizing and everything. I said, I don't care what you're doing. That don't phase me, Satan. In the name of Jesus, come out of her. Now, I call her name. I said, now I need you to come back so you can go upstairs and pack your stuff because I ain't got time. Or you leave my house now and I'll put your stuff out and then you get somebody to come and get your stuff. But I don't want to do that to you. I need you to call somebody. Right now, and I need you to get your stuff out. Because, see, y'all, I don't play. I don't play with folks. I don't play with demons. And especially if I know that I've been a blessing to you, I've done you no harm, and then you're going to backlash and act like I'm the worst thing in your life. No, the people who put you out is the worst person in your life. The people that call your family and drag for you, and when you needed help, they wasn't there. That's the ones you should be you know, angry with and do whatever, I don't know, too. Y'all get where I'm going with this? So I say all that to say this. Now, they got all this stuff going on now. God shaking up the church house. God shaking up pastors, preachers, bishops. That's why he's telling us to get our heart right, to get things right. All right? Now they got the preachers and the evangelists. I didn't seen this the third, this the third minister that I done heard like literally fussing at the members. I feel like this here, it is not the members' responsibility to maintain the church. God said start a church is God's church, not the members. The members are not your source. People support Redeemed by the Ministries because God told them to send support. I asked 
If I'm going on a mission trip, guess what? God's paid for my trip. When I ask anybody to do anything, my stuff is already paid for. It's giving that person an opportunity to take part in an open heaven, an open portal, right? So if, if a person gives to the ministry, you're not giving to me because my stuff already paid for. Hello? Because God already have done it. And that's how I prayed because I watched this through my life in church. What happens to ministers and pastors? And I say, God, if you ever call me to be in leadership role, you're going to have to make sure things are taken care of in my family. I'm not traveling nowhere. I'm not going anywhere unless I know certain stuff is taken care of. And don't y'all know, my daddy God have been honoring that since I've been called, anointed and appointed, commissioned, sent out, and that's how I've been doing my ministry. Now, with all that said, I'm finding out that leaders, we preach the word, but we don't let that word check us. We don't want to deal with ourselves. We don't want to be honest with ourselves, especially with past issues. Because, like, look what happened. The devil tried to, he, he couldn't find nothing on me. So he had to go dig all the way back in my past, my old behaviors, my old way how I handle situations. How I let how people do things to me and they get me so hurt and I don't deal with it and it piles up to this pressure point, right? And then I'm ready to blow up. I'm about to tell the flow up. Come on. So whoever come my way at that time, I got all this stuff piled up on me. So guess what? When you come my way, you're going to get the wrath. That's just how it was, right? So look what? It started almost two years ago, right? My, 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 my best friend, I thought we was friends, started nitpicking me about stupid stuff. You know, this, this nitpicking. Now, this is, this, I'm there. I'm good to this person. I'm serving this person. I'm making sure this person vision. I would listen to one of my broadcasts. I'm like, look at this here. I'm always was throwing plugs to make sure to remind people, right? To remind people about their vision, right? Not one time I can hear anything about how this person lifting up Redeemed by the Blood Ministry or anything that I've done or am doing, right? I have not heard nothing or anything, right? So with that said, with that said, um, with that said, it just showing me my heart. And it touched me when that guy said that, that bus driver said that yesterday. It touched me because that's, that's the whole point. I want God love to illuminate out of me where even if I have my hood and you can't really see me, you can feel my spirit. And so pastors and leaders out there, I think, you know, we all need to repent. You need to repent. If you got some hidden issues or whatever, you need to deal with it. It's not the member's fault because the church bills ain't paid. All right. Do you really know your members? Do you, do you labor enough with your members to know where they are in their life? Are you really preaching the word of God underneath, underneath the anointing of God and teaching faith? Teaching, teaching people is by faith. Stop teaching them prosperity that, that to the point where they go get in debt to look prosperous. And they barely can pay the bills. Come on, y'all. I know I'm talking. This is what's going on in the church. 
So you got Sally Sue trying to compete with Billy Bob and their family and, and, and Jane Blow, you know, so I can I can have the the influence. Oh, the pastor know me because I drive a Mercedes. Oh, oh, the pastor know me. I, I give a big offering and a tithe. And you just didn't, you didn't tie it into the church, your house note or your car note. Now you got to go home and you, you crying because now, nah, Lord, I didn't, I didn't give the money to, to the pastor. Now I got to get my bills paid. So now the church going to maintain just for a little while. All right. But now you in debt, right? Come on, listen to me. Because sooner or later, the church going to be in debt because of the way how they manipulate to get the money. That's just how it is. That's what's going on. Tell the truth and shame the devil. Come on, y'all pastors. Are y'all really trusting in God? Are y'all really trusting in God to take care of the house of God? You say God called you to build this church. I just say the prayer. I say, God, now nah, I'm working. All right? And I know I just checked, I just checked the mail. I checked the account. And nobody sent no donations or whatever. So I know. That my check got to pay that the ministry office bill. Well, Urban Management Group, because I'm working to maintain Urban Management Group. It just so happened the ministry is in the front, still in the same same building, right? So I got to foot the full bill. Ain't no donations coming in. You see? All the donations that I used to get, and that's why I guess this really hurted me. With this dude because the last three years, all my donations, and I can literally say any donation that I had ever received, it went straight to his vision. It went straight to his vision, and God bless. I worked, right? But you're going to act a fool because of something that belonged to somebody else that you didn't even take your time out and was quiet enough. Um, is somebody in here? It, it just all, because I'm kind of early. Oh, well, I guess I'm like on time. You see, you see what I'm talking about, y'all? You know, so pastors and leaders out there, shame on y'all. It's, it's not, it's not the past, it's not the member's fault. It's y'all fault. Why are you trying to get this big old building? You're trying to get this, you got this, mass, this, this massive note to look good. You're in debt, you know, so you're pressing the people, give, give more, give more. And, then, and you're not even taking time to know your members and know, hey, they're going through something too. They got bills too. They got children too. You see? Teach them faith. Teach them how to wait. Teach them how to trust God <laughs> so everybody can participate <laughs> in the spurls. <laughs> and I know they got somebody right now. I can hear you in the spirit. Yeah, she always talking about that, but she just don't understand. She ain't got to deal with nothing. Man, y'all just wait. Wait till y'all start really hearing my testimony. Y'all going to really like, what? Oh, yeah, God going to shut a lot of people's mouths up. I say it every day. Thank you, Lord, for the keys to my Jeep, debt-free. Thank you for the keys to my house, debt-free. Thank you, Lord, for my building, debt-free. Thank you for my school, debt-free. I'm, and I'm waiting. 
Right now I'm preparing. I'm making sure all my stuff. After I eat, I'm gonna go ahead and gotta do some um gotta do some um paperwork or whatever. Oh yeah. See? I'm not anxious. I'm not anxious and I'm not rushing. And I'm definitely not dependent on the system of this world. I'm dependent on God's system. And that's the best system that anybody can live on. And if the pastors and leaders of this 21st century get your mind off of the, for the, uh, the familiarity of prosperity from the worldview, all right, start competing against each other and start loving each other and taking care of the people that God has given you, you know, don't, don't come laying no money at my feet. And say, hey, that's for me. They laid the money at the apostle's feet to make sure everybody that was together made sure they was taken care of. See, we get those scriptures and we make, I mean, we kind of like, whoa, kind of really like messing up, y'all. We messing up with the scriptures. When people throw that money up there, that ain't for that pastor to put that in their pocket. That money should go into the benevolence fund, and they should do something every month. Okay, I need everybody to write down your need. Now I know, like somebody told me, well, then that become a welfare system. Uh, excuse me, uh, what's well, what the body of Christ is for? Well, what was the church is for? You're supposed to be there because we're not supposed to be in a world system. We're supposed to be in God's system. So if I have a reservoir of money. Set up for God's people who put money in it. If they have a need, they're supposed to have access to it. Hey, that's that just that just how the Lord showed it to me. Ain't no welfare system. All right, I believe that's an investment system. So if, I, if I'm putting money in that in that pot when I'm in need, cause see I'm investing. I'm sowing the seed early enough. When I'm in need. And the Lord say, okay, now go go to Redeemed by the Blood Ministries. They'll help you out. That's that's your home church. You sow, you pay tithes. Go go there. I, they're not supposed to go to the government or to the to the city or go to food stamps or whatever. They're supposed to be able to come to Redeemed by the Blood Ministry. Go back there. You need food, sweetheart. Go ahead back there. Hey, that go your bag. Go get what you need. That's what I'm talking about. See, that's the real church. That's where I'm going, you see. So I'm sacrificing now. I don't mind catching this bus. I could easily go get a call and get a call note, and then I'm trying to pray and stress how I'm, how I'm going to pay the call note, how I'm going to pay the insurance, how I'm going to keep it filled with gas. Well, I thought you had faith. Have faith. Faith's supposed to take all that. See, that's an that's a enticing, smart, wagging tongue. When God say, I'm going to give it to you. Matthew 6, 33. Isaiah 55, go shop without no money. And here, go plant. Go reap where you have not sown. Oh, come on. See, y'all don't want to live by that word. See, I'm living by that word. The, po- the policies. Policies and regulations don't apply to you. You're not in the world system. Guess what? He gave me an analogy today how to operate. I'm going to work that system today. That was, and y'all know those selling your phones, you ain't getting nothing from them unless you got to come up with some kind of money. Not only did that lady give me a discount, Keisha, 
That was her name. She Not only did she give me a discount, she brought the bill down, set up a payment plan, gave me at least two more weeks so I can pay half the payment plan. Come on, Holy Ghost. And she is my account manager now. So I don't have to wait through the, through the, the, the phone thing, right? I don't have to wait. I got her number at her desk and I called straight out her email. Tell me what God won't do. So, don't get mad with the members, pastors, bishops. Come on, don't 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 do that. God said I'll give you pastors after my own heart. If God gonna gonna put send people to be in your congregation, teach them about faith, cause you live in faith. Teach them how to wait. Teach them not to be anxious and trust God and watch God will bring everything that they need. Teach them how to use um, biblical applications to live in this life to be successful and do right and keep the heart right. That's why we're having all these issues in the body of Christ. Because your heart not right. We're so focused on things, clothes, style, cars. Home, how big your home? I sit down and listen to conversation to some with some Christians, and I'm just shaking my head like, you're not part of the, the you're not a disciple of Christ. You're a disciple of yourself. You're a disciple of the people. Y'all, it's a, it's gonna, it's, it's, oh, ooh. man, I'm telling you. All I got to say, and I know I am way over 15 minutes. Oh, Lord, almost an hour. It's 37 minutes. I told you that was my little rant. So that's, that's the three key things right there. You know. So I believe, I believe the, um, the ministers and stuff, you know, that needs to stop. It's not the member's fault because the pastor killed himself. You know, they were saying the pressures of the church and the bills and all this. Kind of, okay, so somebody just didn't use wise counsel to do something. I'm sorry. I, I can't accept that. We all go through pressures. The devil entices all of us. But I'm not going to kill myself because I don't have a car. That's how that's going to look. I don't have a car. I'm not gonna be a. I'm not gonna be identified as a true Christian because I don't have a car. Kill that noise. My present situation do not determine who I am in God. I'm a daughter of Zion. I have and walk in the favor of God. I live by faith, not by sight. I trust the Lord with all my might. His word is true. He is not like man that he'll lie, nor he is the son of man to repent. If he have said a thing, he's going to bring it to pass. So I have the patience to wait. If all the other forefathers had to wait for the manifestations of God, why we can't wait? Why we just have to go and get this multi-billion dollar building knowing you can't afford it? See, we don't, that's why he said, do not despise small beginnings. Take your time and grow. You see what I'm saying? 
And if you come into agreement with anything, with, with someone, and it came into agreement, you stick with that agreement. Oh, the Lord has showed me that one time. But when you don't stick with the agreement with the prayer, it ain't going to happen. That means you're going outside of what you just prayed, and you're trying to make something happen. And then, guess what? All kind of chaos is going to happen. And then we're trying to pray to God, Lord, I don't know what happened. Oh, I know what happened. You went outside the agreement. See? That's how marriages mess up. You know, I can say that same thing, you know. The marriage didn't work out because somebody didn't maintain the agreement. That's a vow before God. Just think about it. If, if, if we start really looking at our life and our decisions and business, for everything, for everything that ever happened to me, I can look at it and say, well, yep, that's where I messed up at. I know I heard you say, wait. I know I heard you say, no. I know somebody said, you sure about that? And I went on because I trust a person because I thought I knew that person. And come to find out that person didn't even change. Talking a lot of good stuff, but your behavior is the same way it was before you got saved. You're just using it on the spiritual level now. Man, see, I know a lot of people ain't going to like this, but that's all I got to say about that, y'all. Pastors and leaders, I mean, that's, I feel that's cold-blooded. That's cold-blooded. How are you going to sit here and, and, and say, Members, you supposed to be praying for your leaders. You supposed, yeah, that's why you have an intercessory group. You supposed to follow. Well, any, okay, this this another thing. Pastors get big headed. See, y'all don't want to admit it, but they get big headed. They don't they don't want a prophet in the house. You see, they don't want nobody to correct them because hey, I'm the pastor. This is my church. God gave me this vision, and this is how I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I'm hearing what you're saying, but I'm gonna do. What I need to do. Okay, so that's just how it happened to you. With that attitude, that's just how it happened to you. Or that's how it's going to happen to you. Whatever it is, it's going to happen to you. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? And the enemy know his timetable. He know it's coming close. Now, coming close can be meaning 10 years, 20 years, another 100 years. It Hey, but he know his time is drawing nigh, and all this stuff escalating now. And the Bible say this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning, y'all. People feel like this this is the end. No, this is just the beginning of sorrow for the world. The signs of the times. This is just the beginning. So, um. I'm just taking strides for whatever God tell me to do. Uh, I'm, I'm, hey, wherever, where he want me to go, I'm going to be like Joseph and Mary. Hey, you need to go, you need to go back this way. And when you finish, go around and go the other way. Because up that way, Herod got some people waiting for you that's going to kill you. So God would do some detours. That's why he gave me that message last year. I'm going to have to put it up on the Safe Zone broadcast. Um, fine-tuning God's frequencies, meaning he wants to fine-tune your hearing, your seeing, because he's going to start detouring some of you. 
I know that's what he was doing to me. And he had caused me to make a mistake. Meaning, not make a mistake, but I I was adamant. I didn't want to catch a certain bus. So guess what? The bus never showed up. So the bus that I was supposed to catch, that he told me to catch, I wind up catching anyway. Duh. And so with that test, he trained me and said, look, your, your routine, your normal routine, I'm going to shift it sometimes to detour you from the enemy. Because the enemy have gotten familiar with your routines. Come on now. We are so predictable that the enemy know your routine. He know things about you. So God going to start doing some changes. So that's what that message is going to be all about. Fine tuning your frequencies to hearing the voice of God. You know, and I'm sure for a fact, I don't know. I was not there. I don't even know the man, never listened to him preach or whatever. But they say he was a renowned minister and a young minister. And I guarantee y'all, I'm telling y'all, it's going to come out. that This dude was dealing with some issues and God was telling him to deal with it and he didn't deal with it. And them demons start tormenting him. You see? Then everything else start piling up on him. But because he didn't deal with that hidden sin. Those hidden issues. Come on. I'm telling y'all what I know. I just experienced this. Daughter, Musa. I need you to go find yourself. Because you know you starting to get upset too quick. And that little rage coming up on you. I need you to go and, and saturate yourself in, in Matthew 5. Go find yourself. This was two years ago. I started seeing this happening. And then last year, no, this year, in February, that's when he told me to go find myself in Matthew 5. And I had to study. I had to read that every day. I had to get it in me because the next, the two weeks after that, I was tested with it. So what is that, that very thing that God's telling you to put your finger on? He's putting his finger on and you don't want to deal with it. You just You just keep kicking it on the side like, hey. God, the blood of Jesus, all right. I, I see it. I'll deal with it later. And you're going on with your business. And then, what, two months later, the Lord lets something happen. And he said, okay, deal with this. You know, you need to go and apologize. Matter of fact, I told you about that girl. And this is how you treat her now? You need to go put that in check. Oh, man, I'm not dealing with that. She got a problem. You know, she just mad because I, I don't want, uh, I told her. No, 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 no. You didn't tell her off. No, you thought you was telling her off. You, you, you dealt with that whole situation wrong. See, I know if you got the Holy Ghost in you, the Holy Ghost going to check you. If you say you got, the whole, you got Jesus in your heart and Holy Ghost is ruling your life, I know for a fact nobody ain't going to tell me this. The Holy Ghost going to check you because God is talking to the Holy Spirit for, on his behalf. And the Holy Ghost is right here. Like right now by me. The Holy Ghost is talking. And he put his finger on stuff on us. And he deals with us. In our secret place. Before it come out in the open. Y'all hear me? When anything come out in the open. That's because you never dealt with it behind the doors. God don't like to throw us out there like that. He already know the devil is accusing us. God love us, people. He don't want to throw us out there like that. So he check us, you know. All right, daughter. You 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 getting 
You're getting angry fast. You know. Come on, Musa. Breathe. Yeah, don't 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 let the enemy twist this. Yeah, I told you to help them do that. I told you to do this. You will reap what you sow. But I need you to calm down. Cause the devil really trying to set you up. But y'all, I didn't know the devil really was trying to set me up. I mean, he didn't try to set me up. He he tried to get rid of me, y'all. So my eyes is wide open now. I'm like, all right, this how we gonna, this how we gonna do? This how you want dance? Okay, this what you want to do? Come on, bring it. All right, I'm gone. Uh, I didn't mean it to work. I'm going to put on my uniform. And about to eat. Eat, eat, eat. And tomorrow is Throwback Thursday. So, uh, I don't know what we're going to do. I'll, I'll see what's in my spirit. See how what, what kind of fun daddy God wants. See what he wants us to do tomorrow. All right? I'm going to highlight y'all later. Peace. Love you. Appreciate y'all listening. Pastors out there, leaders, bishops, apostles, come on now, put it in check. I, I, you can say I'm a minor prophet because I am a prophetess, and I'm, I'm telling you what God's showing me. We got to deal with that inner stuff, all right? Get with your other pastor friends, and y'all just have a, a, open, a open venting session just with y'all. And commit to confidentiality and start dealing with stuff that you're dealing with. Get that stuff out you. And then I guarantee you, <clears throat> I guarantee you when you do that, watch God start giving you strategies. And Lord have mercy. Y'all going to start having some boom factors in your ministry. You're going to have some boom factors in your family, in your personal life. I'm telling y'all, <clears throat> I'm telling y'all what, what God's showing me and how I'm operating, how I'm living. You might have to give up some stuff. You might have to sell some stuff. Matter of fact, you might have to give some stuff away. Just to, to, to show God that you can, he can entrust you and material things don't have you. You might have to downsize. Oh, Lord, I know y'all don't want to hear that. You might have to downsize. Uh-oh, let me go. <laughs> Much love. God bless y'all. Later.